Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Cityscape with the Pink Font. I am Paige. And I am Miranda, the co-host. And we are going to talk some smack about Sex in the City, Season 1, Episode 9. Episode 9 is titled The Turtle and the Hare. And uh, for a brief synopsis for our dedicated listeners who perhaps do not watch the show or just need a quick refresher, this episode starts off with a wedding and the group is attending said wedding of, I don't know, this woman named Brooke who I guess no one thought she would ever settle down because she went on dates with lots of different high rollers and um, they get seated at one of the singles tables and Samantha, um, gets flirted with by a man whose last name is like Turtlebach. They call him the turtle. He has notoriously bad breath and a, a, most of the episode surrounds Samantha, um, like trying to make this man m- more palatable for dating And um, the other plot of the episode uh, revolves around vibrators with rabbits. Um, And for friends friends who don't use vibrators, um, there is a style of vibrator that has what's called a rabbit on it. And it's an extension of the vibrator that has bunny ears to help with um, clitoral stimulation. And essentially, Charlotte at first is like so against it and like, oh, I'll never use a vibrator. And then she gets a rabbit and becomes like a little addicted. And let's see. Oh, and then obviously, because it's a show that revolves around Carrie mostly, um, because of the wedding talk, um, Carrie and Big have a conversation about marriage and Big is like, oh, I'm never getting married again. And Carrie's like, oh, but I, I definitely like want that. And it ends with them like deciding to just enjoy the moment and some bullshit like that. <laughs> so that's oh, a summary man. of the episode. <laughs> And we're off. Really, that's really good. And we're off. Um, I have never went to a hundred thousand dollar wedding. I literally took a note about the cost of this wedding and was like, a hundred thousand dollar wedding. My God, absolutely not. Yeah, I. I mean, uh, I, I probably know some parents who are still paying off the debts of their child's first wedding. and it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars i mean i just there's 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 so many other things that that money could could go to yeah and like and i'm a romantic like i definitely like want to get married and have it be a really special day but i don't want it to be a hundred and thousand dollars worth of a special day oh yeah Like, like that's that, that yeah and like and and then when when i look at the the set design for the reception i was looking at it and like was that really a hundred thousand dollars i mean i also but i think like, we also have to think it's new york 
It's the Sex in the City universe where money doesn't make sense anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, that that was the thing. I was like, okay, this does not look like a one hundred thousand dollar room. But my second note, uh, being the witches of Eastwick at the wedding was real. Was that was real for me because I know that I've been at a couple uh, single ladies tables and I look around and I realize, oh, we're, uh, we're, we're the single to mingle, but we're not mingling at all. Yeah. I, uh, I went to a wedding this summer for someone I went to law school with and there were like, probably 15 people that I was at law school with. Um, and I, it was, I was, it was like the, the Island of misfit toys for me. I literally had to sit at a table (laughs) that no one else was sitting at. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I had like one friend who ended up sitting with me and then like the DJ, the DJ, Man, you know that wedding is likely not very lit if everybody's just like, let's go talk to the DJ. Who's not even like involved in the wedding except I had a you know what's funny is I had a lovely time. Like the folks that the the other the other folks that I had gone to school with that were like taking up two tables for themselves. Um I mean, I hope they had a nice time. But I, I definitely was like just feeling myself. I looked great. I, I drank all of the complimentary beer, <laughs> danced my little heart out. It was great. Um, but I like definitely that idea of like just feeling so um, not a part of the group. Oh like, God. This, this resonates with me. My think, first note. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was about to say. I was about to comment. I think the last the last wedding I was at, you were also at. Ah, yes. And we took a picture in our primary primary colors. Yeah, like me, you, and our friend Ashley wore, like you were wearing yellow. Yellow. Mm -hmm. And then I was wearing red. And then our friend Ashley Ashley was wearing wearing blue. Blue. And we looked like, we looked like a crayon box. We did, but we looked so good. So we were, yeah, that was, that was a good wedding. That was a good Wow, wedding. that was a, that was a, a while ago. That was a while ago. I don't think. I, 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 was, I wasn't single at that wedding. Oh, no, you weren't. Uh, <laughs> I had red hair at that wedding. I got in a fight after that one. And. actually what's funny is I got Got in a fight fight after that I got in a fight after that wedding because I was like at I was at this wedding thinking about like man I'm really in love with this person and like they don't I don't think they love me and uh and that was quickly confirmed for me that night (laughs) oh wow 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 yeah okay so all right what was your next note? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my next note Sorry. was well, no, it's fine. well. Funnily enough, my the note after a one hundred thousand dollar wedding was about the singles table. Oh, 
Um, uh-huh. But then bef- yes. before, <laughs> before that, I, I pulled the quote of Carrie saying, was I the only one who remembered when Brooke once described this man as more boring than exposed brick? And like, I pulled that because, I mean, the whole premise of the the episode is like, why do people get married? Like, do they get married for love? Do they get married for stability? And like, as I, as I've grown as a human, like getting married, like used to be something that like was super important to me. And like, I definitely still want it, but like it's only going to happen for me if it's like an extraordinary love and call me a like hopeless romantic, but I like have to believe that that's out there. And it makes me sad that like the reality and I feel like it's confirmed in this episode of just like, I do think a lot of people settle. And I think we've talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. Like I, I, I do think people settle because um, it's safe. Yeah. So. That, it, it's a safety mechanism, but also like in my jaded mistrust, I'm glad you brought up that quote because, because they're it, how I interpreted and, and you and I have had various different conversations and I have actually been party to the conversations that some people say, have said negative things about the person that they're dating and then will along lines along down the line three or four years years after the fact they're married but me having a page vault I remember mm-hmm. that first <laughs> that first initial thought that they had about yeah, I their, think the person about their forever person and I'm like do you still feel that way or did you you and I are very similar in that like it's very when when I hear something like when someone says something about what they're thinking or feeling especially in regards to other people in their lives it's really hard for me to like step away from or r- forget that initial commentary like in the back of my head, I'm always like, do we, is this what you still think? Like, is yeah, this how you still like, feel? Yeah. It's like, are you, are you, did you settle or, or did you realize that your first interaction or your first assumption about who that person was, was wrong? And you just, and, and uh, I just didn't get the memo. Not that it was not, that's the thing. Not that it's any of my business. But you told me. People just tell me shit, yo. Well, and that ties into my other note, which is Carrie Carrie saying, people are always telling me things I don't want to hear. Uh-huh. And I feel I feel like you and I both experience that on such a regular basis. Oh, like, like it, it's such a visceral reaction because sometimes people will tell me what they really think when they're telling other people. Like 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 in the in the um in uh, when when they're in the receiving line to talk to the bride, um, the bride it says to Charlotte, "Oh, you're gonna be next, sweet pea." Like really condescending, which I've never met a bride who has said that to me because um, I'm too independent for that shit. But the bride, <laughs> uh, the bride says to Carrie, "It's always better to marry someone who loves you more than you love them," and that is. 
dark. Well, yeah, that is, and that is, that is the the truth telling that some people tell me and Miranda, Miranda, the co-host, not the character, all the time when they're telling other people entirely different, uh, different life lessons. <laughs> because for some reason, the rules don't apply to us. And I have no idea why. And that's the search. That's the that's the ever loving search that we have as humans. Is why do the rules not apply to me? It. I just always feel. I. I. I always do wonder. Like, what? What is it that compels a person to say the things that they say to like, me? Yeah. Like, why would? And and maybe it's been a while since someone has dropped some really hard, dark knowledge on me. And I've always dreamed of doing this. I never do it in the moment. But maybe next time someone says, hey, you should always marry someone who loves you more than you love them. I will have the balls to actually say, why would you tell me that? Why? That's horrible. You're in a wedding veil. You just gave your life to this dude. Why are you all of a sudden dropping the wisdom? Because oh, that's God. not wisdom. No. So, I mean, maybe, it, I don't know. It's not. It's, <laughs> I was like going to try and navigate it. And it's like, I can't. Yeah, there's no way to navigate it because like, yeah, we can acknowledge that that maybe it's true for some, for that person it's true but the fact that they assumed that it would be true for for Carrie or what it let's just say that somebody said that to us the fact that somebody would assume that that would be true for either one of us like what's going on with your head right now cuz you're being a terrible friend anyways <laughs> i had a lot to say about that moment no, I, I dig it. I'm here for it. Um, I really like something I appreciated about like Samantha in, in this episode was just like her blunt honesty. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know, like when Turtle flags her down in the restaurant and she sits down with him and she's just like, your breath is terrible. And it's going to like, leave. you're going to have a long life alone if you don't like adjust it because it's not good. And, and honestly, like, I think it's important to be able to have like those blunt moments with some, with someone, I don't know. I would want someone to tell me like, if there was something that was like off-putting about me being around in a nice way, (laughs) like, yeah. Like you don't have to be intentionally cruel and you can still say like, Hey, I'm going to give you some like constructive feedback. I I would prefer it from a friend. Yeah. Not, not necessarily someone I'm trying to fuck, but. And then follow, yeah. Follow up with, with, uh, with ways to remedy that if that person has no idea how to remedy it. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it though, with like the, the fixer upper portion of like Samantha's interaction interaction with Turtle 
as like I like Carrie saying like sweetie he's a man not a brownstone like <laughs> but but I think that sometimes like they're like I'm definitely someone who's like ooh a project let me let me help like can I save you can I can I be like the the perfect girl who like shows you the life that you could have and I blame every romantic comedy I've ever loved in my life for this desire. Because it's marketed, it's it's marketed straight to you. Well, I mean, what am I if not a catalyst for changing one's life? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's that's uh that's uh pop culture and romance is yeah, that that's exactly that's exactly the deal. Speaking of changing one's life or not, uh, my next note are two of them connected. Um, when Carrie realizes that he doesn't want to get married again, and uh, and she's telling the girls about it, and the the treasure of the whole show, Samantha says, "Don't tell me you're surprised by this." <laughs> that made me laugh. Because, well, because it's because it's true. There's yeah. and, and there there's I I wish that I had the balls to be. Actually, I think I was one of you. Well, actually, when it, the the a couple of times when you were were having these this kind of um, uh, realization, I I I hope that I was the friend who who was saying, "Don't tell me you're surprised by this." <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes, yes, <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes not. But yeah, he was giving out all of the clues, all of the clues. But the fact that Samantha just told Carrie, "Don't tell me you're surprised by this," and then she kept on talking about it. It's great. It's awesome. I mean, it's the kind of feedback we all need. Oh yeah. It's not it's not always the feedback we want, but it is the feedback we need. Because I think that absolutely like the signs, it like the signs were there for Carrie and for me and uh, from the beginning. You know, episodes like this are kind of challenging because I relate to them so deeply. <laughs> yeah, but I I related to them in a different way and in terms of like my perception of of other people's I, other people's lives, I've never been close to getting married, yo, or even having a conversation about marriage. But I know a couple. I know a lots of people who have, and um, some of the matches I approve of, and some of the matches I kind of cock my head and shrug because at this point. Um, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right. <laughs> um, that's a clown car strictly under that big top. So uh my next note. I I wrote, no, don't settle for just what you can get. Like, and I think that that was, that was when Carrie and Brooke were like out returning a wedding gift Brooke had gotten, like the candles mm -hmm. that were bad or whatever. And like, again, I, you know, it goes back to what I was saying at the top of this episode, like, 
I think that there have definitely been instances in my romantic life where I am like, yeah, like, I think this is what I am. This is all I'm going to get and I'll take it. And, and sometimes it's because like, I'm just so like in love with the person that I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like I'll, you know what, I'll completely change what I want for myself out of my relationship um, just to be with this person. And that is no longer something like I'm willing to do. And and you start chipping away and then it's chipping away at yourself. And then when you realize there's, there's not enough of you left and that person's just stockpiled on it. Yeah. Well, and also even, even just like with initially dating someone or going on dates with someone, like I, I really just recently had been, I had been on a couple dates with someone and it like that person was moving very fast for mm-hmm. what I like for. And, and I had communicated that like, I, I wasn't comfortable with how fast they were moving and I, you know, I wanted to take it slower and they weren't hearing me. And so I said, you know, it just seems like our communication styles, like don't really fit. Um, and I'm not, I'm not interested in this. And they even were like, well, can we like meet up and get a coffee? I'd like to like really talk this through. I think that we have something here. And I was like, you're not, you're not hearing me. Like, I, like I, I, there isn't something here for me. So, you know, and, and it's a, you know, great person, like very intelligent, very like what not well off, but like has situated, knows where they're going, like knows what they're doing very clearly, like was interested in a relationship with me, but like, I'm no longer going to just like accept something because it's what I can get. Mm -hmm. So that's a life lesson for all of you listeners out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is going to be a weird segue. I love it because um, uh, it's immediately talking about the rabbit. Oh yeah. So I have a rabbit, not because of this episode, but because of all my friends in college were talking about said rabbit. Yeah. And now I realize, Oh, it was because of this likely cool. Now I know things about my past and I really wasn't impressed with the rabbit you weren't impressed with the rabbit no I wasn't go tell me more please why I wasn't impressed with the rabbit I I mean I as comfortable whatever you're comfortable sharing with with the group so so safe space okay so it takes up a lot of space you know in there yeah, it's definitely not like but, uh, <laughs> streamlined. No, no, no. And I was just used to straight up clitoral like stimulation. And I just was not like, oh, oh, that's a lot. And uh, I guess I'm a girl of simple needs. I don't need that much. You know what? It's okay to be a girl with simple needs. Like truly. 
Yeah. I was like, I, I know what there I, is but- no kink shaming on this no. podcast. No, there's no, there's not. There's absolutely not. But uh, the, the one thing that I will say about said rabbit is that it was there when you needed it, when you needed a good stress relief, or even if you just needed like, I, but it went insomnia where you just can't sleep. You're like, okay. Yeah, it we all know the, it can become like, the boredom thing. It's I've taken the romance out of everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't think yeah. I've ever masturbated out of boredom. I'm trying to think. I I don't think I have. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Sometimes I maybe is that is that weird? I, am I weird? No, I don't know. No, I don't think. Here's the thing. I've never, I've, this is the first, guys, guys, noble listeners, all eight of you, I've never talked about female masturbation on the microphone or with, with Miranda before. So it's true. This is, this is new grounds for all so of like, us. So this is, I mean, yeah. I love, I'll talk about female masturbation like it's my job. Cool. Cause but. right now, right now, I'm like, I don't know. What, what I what I think of my habits I know that it's not like out of anything out of the ordinary um but in terms of of her worship of the rabbit like I'd be like eh. right I, I mean I'm not I'm I wouldn't say I've ever been a, addicted to like my vibrator with the rabbit yeah no I and I that's the thing and that's another thing is that about the rabbit is that I could recommend better products. Right. So, so like the fact that like she was treating this this thing like a god, and I'm like, to be, to really? be fair, it was Charlotte, and I feel like it was part Charlotte. Of, part of the implication is that like Charlotte is not a very adventurous person in bed. No. So, which is fine, but I do think that like when vanilla sex is like what you enjoy and what you prefer and is your standard. Um, a rabbit is a, it can be an, a, a life-changing thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that also probably speaks to like the male partners she's been with and their uh, inability to. Yeah. And, and also like maybe it was, I mean, she did. She did. I mean, she, it, it's gradually charlotte is just gradually gradually like leaving her show and then she goes back into her show like like the um like a couple episodes back where she let the artist paint her vagina Mm -hmm. i was not expecting her to let him and she did and it was awesome and she let her friends in on that experience and now like now, like she's letting Miranda, the the character, not the co-host, go into the sex shop and buy a vibrator. And actually, I when I lived in Ithaca, New York, I helped my friend Becca pick out Percy. That's right, she named it. I love that. She, named, she picked out per it, it, Percy. I helped her do that. So, like that that entire that entire like conversation in in the sex shop I was like yes woo relatable <laughs> recommending products 
boom. And honestly, it it ties into my next note. I I literally wrote, LOL, an intervention on the vibrator. Um, When Miranda and Carrie go, Miranda, the character go and like, all right, (laughs) it's time. Give it over. Like you, you lose your privileges. I thought you could handle it, but you can't. I thought you could handle it, but you can't made me laugh. Um, because I've, yeah, I don't know. I've never, um, I've never had to like rescue any of my gal pals from their, from their vibrator. I mean, as far as I know, I haven't had a friend like cancel plans on me regularly for masturbation, but stranger things have happened, I guess, you know. Yeah, see that that was that was the part where, that I really didn't understand. Like I, I don't know anybody who has straight up canceled plans just to, uh, to 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 rub one out. I just, <laughs> I mean, I, you just yeah, I, you would I, structure I, it into your day. I think yeah, like th- that was what was so shocking. I was like, wait a minute, she's just straight up not going to things. <laughs> to do this thing wild okay yeah sure (laughs) yeah let's have an intervention (laughs) um my next note was about samantha meet uh meeting the dude at the wedding and Mm -hmm. then um and then uh going to the bar with him and him excusing himself and him not coming back for her for like 20 minutes and then she goes and sees him talking to another girl um the amount of times i've witnessed that happen on mass avenue while oh, i'm really people, like while i'm people watching not I don't, I don't do that but like i do do that for like fun just, do you just, do? To, see, just to develop plots in my head but the amount of times that I've actually seen scenarios that look just like that at a bar I'm like this is great this is great she's getting mad and then he she bumps into the turtle and Mm -hmm. I have a subplot in my back of my head I don't remember whether this was confirmed I have a theory that the turtle paid that guy to ask Samantha out to get her into that bar in order for him to lurk no, no. I mean, I I mean I'll, I'll I'll let you hold on to that as a as a fanfic, as, as a people watcher. Oh lord! As a fan fiction, that's my fan fiction. That's how she she met the turtle again. Is that the turtle was just like, oh, you're here too, and then she decides to stay to be polite, which was very out of character for her. Well, and I mean, like Carrie's narration tries to explain it. Like she really felt rejected like this. And I, I think that like Samantha is someone who doesn't experience a lot of rejection. Yes. So then to like have that, it like just, you know, felt nice that someone was like, oh, you look beautiful. Like, do you want to join me? Please sit down, like have dinner with me. Like, I, I mean, I think that it makes sense even if it's out of character because she was experiencing something that is out of character for her. So 
that's my theory in it mm-hmm. at least like my next note goes back to Carrie and big mm-hmm. and like the not disagreement but just like the conversation as a whole about marriage and children and things that you want out of your relationship. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this, uh, you know, the very first podcast that we did or episode that we did in terms of just when you're having a conversation with someone that you're dating, whether it be casually or seriously, and you tell someone like what your expectations are and what you're looking for out of a relationship, don't fucking lie. <laughs> like, it's really that simple. Tell don't, the truth. Don't lie. If you want to get married and have kids, then say that. And if you don't want that, then don't fucking say it. And if the person you are interested in either is not interested in having children or doesn't want to get married or wants to get married, but definitely doesn't want kids. And you have that conversation with them and say, that's fine. I'm good with this. Don't fucking lie. It's real. Like, I just don't understand why, like, that's not going to change. And that's yeah. a like a fundamental thing that will make or break your relationship. Yeah, and it's also built on the myth that that American romantic comedies put in your head that 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 change change drastic changes like that are possible. Typically, they're not. not. They're not. No. No. Yeah. So no. No, like if you don't want to have kids and they do. Also, like, I think that requires a lot of honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, don't say that you want something because it's what like the expectation is for you. If like, that's not actually what you want for yourself. Yeah. Because your reality is your reality and you're sharing that reality with another person. Right. And like, it's also okay to like not want those things because it it doesn't make you weird or wrong, wrong, but don't lie to someone. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just, just be cool guys and girls. consistency everyone everyone just be cool consistency and reliability that's what we've been saying since episode one we are giving you consistency and reliability just follow our lead just follow our lead what's your next note um i would probably i I was thinking uh I was thinking, like, I would probably uh, marry my my best guy friend, my, or my 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 best gay friend as well. Since uh, Carrie got that marriage proposal from Stanford, 
from Stanford. I was like, I would probably worry, marry my best gay friend if uh, if he asked and if uh, he was reluctant to to talk to his family. But then, but then, but also my first impulse is to also say, it, to 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 so be supportive and tell them to talk to their family about how they feel. Um, and that's very scary within it. With, yeah, that's very scary. Um, but uh, that was a note that I wrote down. Like, yeah, I would probably marry, marry my best gay friend if he asked. If he wanted the tax break. But he can also get the tax break himself if he wanted to marry marry another dude. I feel like I've I've talked myself into a corner because also this episode was written when gay marriage was not across the board legal. Right. So I'm also talking in past tense terms and I apologize. It makes me I I do I, I'm very aware that it makes me sound backwards. But like it, looking at it from this lens, I'm like, huh, yeah. It's a theoretical yeah. based in '98. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So yes, yeah. <laughs> Gay best friends, don't ask me to marry you. <laughs> I mean, unless you really want to. Unless I you mean, really want to, it's fine. What is marriage but just a lifelong companionship? Yeah. Okay, I take that back. Ask me to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm I fully, a fun giving date. I fully expect to see some proposals. Email in, us. In the email inbox. Drop in the DMs. I only have one note left, so I don't know how. Um, um I yeah, go go ahead and go go for your one note. So this last note is one that I feel like I'm going to end up being on a soapbox about. So it's the ending scene between Carrie and Big when they're making dinner and he's making spaghetti sauce, like tomato sauce. And she said she breaks the news to him of like, yeah, so I like want to get married. Like, I, I want that. And he kind of tries to ignore that she's having this conversation at first, which is irritating upsetting. in and of it, upsetting. irritating in and of itself. And then follows it up with basically saying like, I thought we were having fun. Like I thought we were having fun and enjoying this. And what I find frustrating about it, well, let me back up. My note specifically says, how to reconcile living in the moment with what you ultimately want. And I think that this is something I've definitely like struggled with is, I mean, I'm someone who just like wants to lay it all out there and be as open as possible when it comes to like how I'm feeling. And when I'm like really like falling for someone, like I, I definitely just have always been like, here's my whole hand. like you're seeing all the cards on the table because I, I don't want to hide and I want to be clear about what I want from this. And I think sometimes that has 
come across and has led to like trying to rush into whatever future I I'm hoping to have. And I struggle with like, yeah, the reconciliation of just trying to enjoy what's happening, just trying to like get to know this person and spend time with them. But then also ultimately, like if I'm seriously dating this person, like I want to build a life with them. And I, I hope that's what they want with me. And I hope that's what we're working towards. And that requires like talking about it at least once, at least like making sure we're on the same page and checking in like, Hey, this is, this is like what I want from this. Do you want, do you want that from this too? Like, are, are, are we good? Are we good? Um, and I don't know. I think, I think it's just really challenging, um, because of the vulnerability it requires. So that was, that was my last note. Um, I think, I think your last note kind of hits on, on mine. Um, at the, also at the end of the episode, um, Samantha lets the turtle go. Thank God. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Like he was, he was a fixer upper. Um, anyways, she, she gone just about as far as she was willing to go to, to make him comfortable. And also make her comfortable with being around him. Yeah. But like, um, I, I don't think this had this quote had anything to do with, with her actually. I think this is a Carrie quote saying she wasn't going to settle for herself, which at, at this point in, in my life and also in seeing um, uh, how society's going, I mean, women are becoming even more independent than ever before and have been like, it's, we, we've, we've raised our teenage girls to be, to, to be perfectly fine with themselves. Um, so I thought that that quote wasn't particularly modern in messaging nowadays. Um, because it it also made me think of like the reasons why I'm still single and the reasons why I've deleted Tinder off my phone and I oh okay keep it and and all of those things it's it's because I really don't need I don't need that in my life to live a fuller life and that the the more that we we get into this show I'm seeing that like that they can preach that messaging all they want each character has a distinct way of executing that 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 message that i am independent i don't need anybody but it's always it's always that that search that that search that that their 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 own the own their own messaging that they're bringing forth is also false because they are, they are still, they're still comparing themselves to other women. They're still, um, they're, they're still neurotic when it comes to to what their male counterparts think of them. Yeah, I wonder how much 
I w- I feel like it's a chicken or the egg scenario though, mm-hmm. because, because honestly, I feel like some of it is just innately human. Yeah. Like I, you know, I think like the desire to find a mate is like primal, right? Like, oh yeah. Like the desire to have that companionship, I think is instinctual. Mm-hmm. And, and also I think like part of what makes us humans and like part of what distinguishes us from like well what like our companionship is like a distinct thing that we experience in how we experience it Mm -hmm. because like we have developed in our brains have developed in a way that allows us to form very nuanced relationships. And that's not to say like, obviously there are animals in the animal kingdom that also have like nuanced Mm -hmm. relation. I mean, like look at elephants, elephants have very like um, human like relationships within their herds. But in terms of like the experience as a person is like, I, I think that it's only natural that there's that yearning and like, even when you can recognize, like, I am content with the person I am continuously working to be and the life I've built for myself, by myself or with my support group. Like, I I think it's natural to want to share that with someone. And like, I, I mean, I've talked in therapy lately about, um, this idea of like, you know, it's okay. I I've gotten to a place where it's like, I'd be okay if I never like met the person that I am like, yes, this is the person I want to marry. This is like, this is it for me. Uh, I've gotten to a place where I'm okay if that doesn't happen because I'm, I'm finally content with myself. Like, I, I really feel joy in the life I have been working on for myself and am proud of the work I've put into the human I am. And I'm like by no means a perfect person. Um, but I, I know that I'm 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 worth, I know my worth, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that like simultaneously like what you're saying in terms of like these women they're a paradox right and I think mm-hmm. that really we all kind of are because we strong independent don't need no don't need no man or or woman yeah or not or non-binary I did, yeah I don't yeah we don't need companionship in that sense to make us feel whole the room I and honestly that just tied in that just reminded me of like okay so my my like favorite musical is Hedwig and the Angry Inch which Paige which Paige Scott has directed and it was amazing and two of our very good friends were in it um and it was the first time I actually had ever seen the show um before I saw the movie Um, but the musical to me, and this is my interpretation of it. So, and why it means so much to me, but the show explores this idea of self Mm -hmm. and how we find completion. Do we find completion 
only within ourselves or within another. And the idea of what a soulmate is and how we connect with one another and what love looks like. And I think that that's such an interesting and timeless concept of how, how do we define being whole? You know, how do we define that for ourselves? And I feel like really no one can tell us. Oh, no. It's, it's a definition like you have to come up with for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and what that looks like for you. So, yeah. Um, I guess um, to add on to what you're saying, um, I'm very, I have a reputation of being fairly robotic um, in terms of how I look at, because like, I, I mean, I have my intimate moments and I have my moments of connection, but I'm very robotic in, in, in not that, not in the ways that things have to be just so, or that I think that there's an algorithm that makes things work. That's not, that's an entirely different myth, but like, it makes me notice inconsistencies and, um, the out of date messaging. I'm, I, I think, I think what I was saying to add on to what you're saying about your, particularly with Hedwig and the Angry Inch, um, uh, cause, cause my, my thesis statement about that particular production of Hedwig and the Anger Inch was all about connection and, and letting go of the connection when it stops, uh, when it, when, not that you've gotten all that you need out of it, but when you make, when you make up your mind that like, I'm, I'm whole by myself go live your best life um because if you're you're insecure about it like you can get the people you love trapped in it almost um and that's not that's not helping the other person grow that's that's definitely that's you not growing either and and you could say the same thing so, I, I mean, that's not just Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I have issues with WandaVision for that reason. I'm not going to talk about WandaVision right now. But, like, there's 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 a certain kind of grief, grieving process that happens when what your perception of what you should be isn't your reality, but you force that false reality onto another human being or your friends group or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's complicated. And, and wow, th- this episode went real bleak. It's not, it, I, oh, I don't yeah. think it's, no. I don't think it's bleak though. I think that like, these are, these are, it, it's complicated and therefore it's a lot to, to work through. And that doesn't make it bleak. I think that like, it's a tough examination, especially because with love, I think romantic love, really any kind of love, it doesn't even have to be romantic, Yeah. but like loving someone is a gamble, right? It is, it's mm-hmm. an inherently risky thing to do. And when the stakes are high, the payoff and the heartbreak are high. 
And, oh yeah. And I don't, I don't think that makes it bleak. I think that that's just, the, it's, the, it's honest. Like it's yeah. honest to, yeah. To recognize it, I guess. And I think, I think that like we, as, as listeners, as you can hear in, in uh, how we have dissected this episode, I think that uh, we, uh, we have that awareness that this episode does not because it was 1998 and there was an entirely different algorithm to, to, um, rom-coms and what women should find acceptable in a partner and what what is it's there's a lot there is a lot in this one you guys we did it i mean it's just gonna be like that it's just gonna be like that sometimes it be that way sometimes it be that way well i we, we did it fantastic we did it. Guess we're gonna come back for episode ten, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're it's oh gosh, episode ten. Well, we talked about babies in that episode, so it's gonna get even weirder. Likely, I mean. yeah, it is. Um, I'm Paige Scott. You can follow me on Instagram um, and Twitter at Pageless Scott. And I'm Miranda the co-host and you can follow me at Miranda Narig on Twitter only because yeah. that's all I've got. <laughs> Cause she's smart. And uh, if you have any, um, any uh, questions, uh, comments, inquiries, um, you can email us, email us. Eh, I can't even talk right now. There, there was so much truth dropping. You can email us at, cityscape pink at gmail and um yeah tell us you like olives on your pizza yeah um uh if you if you like rabbits i want to hear about it yeah i i I think miranda's more more um intrigued by your techniques than i am i mean but (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> oh man, I think we we just we just we man we beat the shit out of this episode. Yeah, we did. All right. Oh yeah. Bye bye.